He loved her so much that he died for her. And then he came back to life. She was the first one to bring the good news to the world of his resurrection. Her name is Mary Magdalene. In this series, we are going to expound on truths and destroy myths about so-called bad girls of the Bible who were transformed into godly women memorialized in Holy Scripture. This is Stephanie Wright. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. We are calling today's presentation, Bad Girls Gone Good. So Father, we thank you right now. We ask you to bless your word and just let one somebody really be blessed and want to make a change in their lives on today. We're gonna talk about a bad girl. Well, she really wasn't a bad girl and we're gonna explain that a little bit later. We're gonna talk about this woman who had a male friend with whom she traveled along with other friends, of course, in whom she loved, but it was not a physical love, but a deep spiritual love. Her friend loved her so much that he said he would die for her. And in fact, one day he did do just that. It was a love so strong that even though he died, he came back to life. And she was the very first one to whom he showed himself. So, of course, those of you who know your word know that I am talking about Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So, we don't know whether Mary Magdalene was married or not. But today's message objective is for women and for wives, for people who are single, the saved, the unsaved, the young, the old, to ask themselves, have you found a friend? like Jesus, a friend who will walk with you through any situation and who would even die for you. Have you found a friend like Jesus? So our anchor scripture, and I like to have a scripture and kind of a theme. It was difficult for me to come up with one, but I decided on Mark 16, verse 13 and verse 16. And it says, and they say unto her, the angels, woman, talking to Mary, why are you weeping? She said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Verse 16, then this is what happens in verse 16. Jesus appears and says to her, Mary. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. If you're talking about having a relationship with anybody, you really need to have a relationship with Christ first. You really do, because as we've talked about in the past, relationships can get twisted. But if you know Christ, you don't have to worry about relationships getting twisted. You will stay on the right path when Jesus is in your life. But let's talk about this woman, Mary Magdalene, because for years and, you know, for years, I thought I knew who Mary Magdalene was. She was always portrayed as a bad girl. And so, you know, everybody thought she was a bad girl whose life got turned around and, you know, but that is not true. 
I thought she was a prostitute because that was the way she was portrayed. She has been portrayed in movies. She's been portrayed that way from the pulpit. She has been portrayed as being a, a prostitute in paintings. But the scripture does not support that anywhere. You know, she was not a bad girl. In truth, if we do not know Jesus as Savior, let's just do a little aside here. We were all bad girls gone good. Well, let's just say that at some time in our lives, bad dudes gone, gone good too. So Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. She was not a woman with a bad reputation, but instead it is believed her infirmities and her evil spirits were related to mental afflictions. That was what needed to be cast out of her. That may just be speculation, but we know the scriptures say she had seven demons cast out. And let me tell you something, when Jesus saved us, something had to get cast out of us too. So let's not point fingers at Mary Magdalene. And, I, you know, I think it was God's wisdom that in his word, he didn't always specify what the afflictions were. Uh, you think about Paul. Paul had this thorn in his flesh and people speculate on what that was. But the scriptures don't tell us specifically what it was. But I think it was God's wisdom not to specify what these afflictions were. You know, the man who had the legion, they didn't list every one of what those demons were. And I believe God did that because then nobody can sit up and have some type of excuse. Say, well, my affliction isn't listed in the Bible, so that means uh, I can't be healed or delivered. So there's a reason that God doesn't always list things. People just take the word and they'll twist it up and they'll say, well, if my, if my condition is not listed in the Bible, then therefore it must not be any, uh, any way for me to be healed. See, God is so wise. He knows what he's doing with that word. He knows how you cannot beat the word of God. That's why he esteems his word higher than himself. Amen. So again, back to poor Mary, Lord Jesus, poor Mary, we had her listed as a prostitute. And this is another thing we overlook and that I looked at closely when I was preparing. Mary wasn't the only one that Jesus cast demons out of. There were other women who had demons cast out of them. If you look at Luke chapter eight and verse two, it says, and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene out of whom went seven devils. He was casting demons out of not just Mary Magdalene, but other women. So you know what? Why did they pick on Mary Magdalene and want to uh, defame her and make her sound like she's such a bad girl? I think over time, uh, certain groups wanted to label her a prostitute because she walked so closely with Jesus. She was the point, point person. She was the one that was out there. We'll get into that a little bit more. So they wanted to tear her down and make her look like, oh, she was a whore. Seriously, you know, that, and that's how people are. You know, you find somebody who is blessed and who is gifted, and then people want to put a bad label on them. That's a trick of the enemy to try to keep people from seeing the truth and seeing the word. Praise Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for opening my eyes to that. Poor Mary. I'm sorry, Mary, that I had you being a prostitute and you wasn't even all that. That's why I believe they put that label on her. And it also said that these women 
supported Jesus with their substance. See, Mary came from an area called Magdala, Magdalene. It's believed that uh, she was a woman who had some type of wealth. And like I said, we don't know if she was married or not. She could have been. You know, she could have been another Deborah. Judge Deborah was married to Labadoff, and Labadoff let her go forth and do what she had to do. So we don't know if Mary was married or not. But we do know that she had substance, as did other women, and supported Jesus' ministry. Jesus was the first women's liberator, okay? Years ago, I heard somebody say that. Uh, these women, they fell right in there helping Jesus with his kingdom work. So the question I have to you is, how dedicated are you to Jesus today? How dedicated are you? Have you found a friend like Jesus? Amen. Mary Magdalene was Jesus' most devoted follower, as I referred to a little bit earlier. She is mentioned first in connection with his death and resurrection. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 9, she's mentioned first in John chapter 20, verse 1, in John chapter 20, verse 11, verse 16, and verse 18. She's the first one mentioned in connection with his death and resurrection. She was there. It is said that no one exceeded Mary Magdalene, man or woman, in her profound devotion to Jesus. So, are you dedicated to Jesus like this woman was, so devoted that no one can outdo your devotion? Have you found a friend like Jesus? Have you found someone that you want to walk with that's like Jesus? You know, I found myself almost being overwhelmed when I thought about the devotion that this woman, Mary Magdalene, had toward Jesus. I was overwhelmed. I found myself a little envious and wanting to be more like her. This woman truly loved him. So how much do you love him? What kind of friend are you to Jesus? Mary was there through it all. She was there through the travels while he worked the works of him who sent him. She was there to support him financially because it was believed she, she, she was a woman of financial gain. She was there at the mock trial of Jesus. She was there in Pilate's hall for the death sentence. There, she was there when he was abused, spat on, and listened to those say things about him that were not true. She was there when he was crucified. She was there when he died. She was there when the body was taken down off the cross. She was there when his body was laid away. And read about it in Matthew 27 and 61. You should go back and read the Gospels. And look at these scriptures about this woman, this awesome woman of God. Oh, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. She was there on the morning when he arose from the dead. She was the first one there when he revealed himself alive, having risen from the dead. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And Mary was certainly one who was diligent in her faithfulness, her devotion, and her love toward Jesus. So why should she not be the first to carry the good gospel news that he is risen? Hallelujah. God is not someone who um, takes what we do for granted. He believes in rewarding those who faithfully serve him, who diligently serve him. 
And this woman did the work. Hallelujah. She did the work. And God rewarded her by allowing her to be the first evangelist, the first one to, to take the word when everybody else was hiding. Even the men were scared. You know what? I believe Mary would have died for Jesus. I know she would have died for Jesus if she had had to because she was taking her life in her hands, stepping out the way that she did, wanting to be there when his body was taken down, right there when he died. She was stepping out for Jesus, going to that uh, going to the tomb on that, that Easter morning. She was stepping out and she knew her life was in danger. Amen. And there's no reason that we should not believe that she is, she was among, even though it's not in the book of Acts, there's no reason for us not to believe that she was there in that upper room when the Holy Ghost was given on Pentecost, that she was one of those 120. She was a true friend to Jesus. So Jesus was not going to leave her comfortless. Amen. He would have sent the Holy Ghost to comfort her as well, just as he did others. Have you found Jesus? Is he your friend? Are you walking with him today? Are we walking with him every day? Or are we just uh, a form of godliness but denying the power thereof? Do we really know him? Do you have that Mary Magdalene love for Jesus that you want to walk with him, that you want to talk with him, that you want to be with him, that you want to support him? Can you imagine? She was walking in the presence of Jesus. She saw all the miracles that he performed. This woman was amazing. So you know what? I thank God that I finally understand that she was not a bad girl, even though they tried to portray her as one, because I truly want to be more like Mary Magdalene, more of a person who wants to really walk with Jesus and love him and, and say, he is my friend. I am his friend. We need to talk about uh, not just the women in the Bible who uh, had good reputations, but we need to look at some of them who didn't have such good reputations because so many of us, when Jesus saved us, honey, we had a bad reputation. I needed to be saved. I know I need, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I needed, I thank God Jesus saved me on that kitchen floor in Texas all by myself, all by myself. <laughs> sitting there and I was by myself, praise God. I said, you know what? I need to be saved talking to myself. And it was on a weekday when this bad girl decided she was going to go good. And it was on a weekday that I committed my life to Jesus. And I thank God that I made it to church on that Sunday and I was able to openly commit to Christ. But you know what? That's one reason Apostle Stephanie does not put people in hell because had I not made it to church on that Sunday and openly committed to Christ, somebody would have said I wasn't saved. Okay. But baby, I got saved in my kitchen in Texas. This bad girl went good. Amen. And I'll share a little funny story with you. When I first met Apostle Charles, I wasn't thinking about being saved. I just like what I saw in him. I'm like, oh, I like what I see. <laughs> so I was just being me, my unsaved self. 
But I went to church with him and I saw the people getting up and clapping and praising God. And so this is a little message to some of y'all. You know, just because somebody can act like they churchy doesn't mean that they are churchy. But uh, you know what? There's somebody told me you don't play with the Holy Ghost because eventually the Holy Ghost is going to get you if you keep going to church. Eventually, I went to a church and uh, it was a little storefront church, a little storefront church. And I heard that man who became Bishop Dwight McDaniels. I heard him preach, and I know that seed got planted in me on that day. I thank God. I thank God for, for his goodness. I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his love. Mary Magdalene, oh my God, what, what a woman. Amen. God bless y'all. Join us next time as we expound on more truths and destroy myths about another Bible bad girl whose life was transformed by God. This is Stephanie Wright. Thank you for joining us today.